0: With basketball season right around the corner, let's talk about some fantasy hoops. For those who haven't played fantasy basketball before, there are usually two types of leagues, points and categories. In points leagues, you basically assign values to each stat. So what a player does on the court in real life, translates to points in fantasy. For example, when a player scores a point in real life, you'll be awarded a point. When they get a rebound, you might be awarded 1.2 points. When they get a steal, you might be awarded 1.5 points. When they get a block, you might be awarded two points. When they get a turnover, you would lose a point. It really is customizable, so the points you earn based on stats varies by league, but essentially, at the end of every week, you accumulate all your points, and whoever has a higher amount of points wins that week. In those types of leagues, you definitely wanna focus on drafting players that are gonna accumulate a lot of stats. Category leagues work completely differently. You face off against an opponent and you guys are battling to win the most amount of categories. The nine categories that are most commonly used are points, three-pointers, assists, rebounds, steals, blocks, field goal percentage, free throw percentage, and turnovers. You go head-to-head against someone on a weekly basis and whoever wins the most categories for the week wins that week. For the purpose of this video, we're going to focus on category leagues. So when assembling a team in category leagues, you definitely wanna focus on drafting players that are gonna balance out your roster. You don't wanna be too focused on one type of stat. If you draft like Stephen Curry, for example, you know you're gonna be pretty solid on threes on a weekly basis. So it doesn't really make too much sense to go out and draft a bunch of three-point specialists. You're gonna wanna balance things out by drafting players that are good at rebounding, good on defense, that accumulate steals and blocks. So by the time the end of the week comes, you have a good chance of winning more than one category. What's also really important to keep in mind is that you kind of need to adjust your roster based on your needs. If you start off the week and you're deficient in a couple of categories, you may have to swap out someone you would normally start for a bench player just because they're good in that category that you're lacking in. For example, if you start off the week and you don't have very many steals two days in, then you probably wanna consider starting someone that's good on defense that's gonna help you move the needle on that category. It differs from football in that it's not really a set it and forget it type of thing. On a weekly basis, you really have to actively manage your team to give yourself the best chance of winning the week. That's why whenever I draft, I really try to think about what I'm trying to accomplish. What I find most helpful is going into the fantasy season, thinking about five categories, maybe six, that I want to have a really good chance of winning on a weekly basis. It really hasn't worked out too well for me when I've approached the season trying to win every category. It's really difficult to do that. But if you can find a way to assemble a team that's going to help you win five out of nine categories pretty regularly, you should have a pretty good chance of making the playoffs. For example, let's say I want to assemble a team that's going to be really good at getting steals, blocks, and having a good field goal percentage. Then I'm going to want to be focused on drafting bigs. I'm going to want centers, power forwards, guys that I can rely on to accumulate stats in those categories on a weekly basis. So I'm not constantly worried about it. As far as those other stats you're less focused on, Of course, you can always have a good week and end up winning more than five or six categories, but I think you should definitely set your sights on five categories at minimum that you think you can win on a weekly basis. Now let's talk about the actual draft. There's actually a few formats for how this is done. For the purpose of this video, we're gonna talk about the auction style drafts. In auction drafts, everyone gets a salary cap, let's say $200 and you have a chance to bid on any player you want. Essentially, in each round, you go around the league and allow each person to nominate a player they wanna bid on, and then it's a free-for-all. You can basically spend your money as you wish. If you wanna invest a lot of money in the early rounds for a big name, like a Kevin Durant, a Giannis Antetokounmpo, it's gonna cost you a lot of money, but you can acquire them if you want. If you wanna save your money for the latter rounds and look for more value players, you can do that as well. That's the strategy that I usually employ. Typically, the best players have the highest price tags, so you can actually make it more difficult on your opponents by bidding up the price if you know that they're willing to spend money on them. That's also another tactic that I try to use. I should also mention that most leagues will require you to keep at least enough money to pay $1 for players to fill out your roster. So if you spend a lot of your money early on, you won't be allowed to bid on players once you get to a certain dollar amount that would put you below that threshold. So once you have let's say 10 players on your team and you only have $2 left, you won't be able to bid on anyone till you get to the end of the draft when everyone's pretty much out of money and you can pick who you want for a dollar. Circling back to the strategy that I say I like to use, I really like to focus on drafting players on the back end of drafts. That's where I've built my best rosters. While it's really exciting and fun to go after players in the beginning when there's a lot of activity, you can really wipe out your salary cap early on and be left with very little wiggle room. Don't get me wrong, it's important to have good players and if you do draft someone like a Giannis Antetokounmpo or a Nikola Jokic or someone of that caliber, they'll definitely help your team, but you'll be really reliant on them. And if they get injured, missed time, or arrested, then you could be in a tight spot having to deal with a bunch of B-grade players. That's why I like to focus on the second-tier superstars that are usually about to break out. For example, last year I really focused on drafting Shea Gilgis-Alexander. And also anthony edwards and players like that who aren't really on people's radar right away everyone likes to go after those big names like i mentioned but these second tier stars are usually just as good and are in situations that are going to allow them to get heavy minutes and also be competing for a playoff spot so they won't be rested as much what's also nice about waiting to spend your money is that you'll usually get a lot of good players for a deep deep discount because you have less people to compete with a lot of folks tend to spend their salary cap early on and then they can't bid up as high as they would like once they get to the later rounds. And that's when you can really do your damage. There are a lot of good players out there that just don't come to mind. Think about the Sacramento Kings last year. De'Aaron Fox was a great player. DeMontis Sabonis was a great player. Even Kevin Herter was a great three-point specialist. Even Malik Monk was pretty good last year at threes and also steals. And these are the kind of players you want to target. I think a lot of times in the heat of the moment, we don't really think about those types of players. But I would really recommend trying to do a little bit of research before your draft to see who's in the top 10, top 15 in a lot of these categories. Even the Pelicans have a lot of great players. Think about like a Trey Murphy or a Herb Jones. These guys produce threes and steals and can be league winners. And you can get them for a good price. So if you're really clear on the five or six categories you want to try to win on a weekly basis, it shouldn't be too difficult to assemble a team that's going to help you accomplish that. The only time I would really recommend spending a little bit more money on a specialist would be if you know that that player is going to lock up that category on a consistent basis. For example, you draft a Stephen Curry, you're really not going to have to worry about three-pointers. Or if you draft like a Victor Wembanyama this year, you're probably not going to have to worry about blocks all too much. As you can see, there's a lot of strategies you can deploy, but if you can build a roster on a pretty good budget, you should have a great chance to compete with the rest of your league. I plan to make another video about players to target, but just briefly, I want to mention some names to keep in mind. You want to think about players that are one, maybe coming off of injury, that are healthy now and have fallen off of people's radar, and also rookies that can make a splash. For example, Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren missed all of last year with a Liz Frank injury, and he seems healthy this year. He may be worth taking a flyer on. I mean, he has a lot of upside. You could probably get him for really cheap, and if it works out, then you have a great player for next to nothing. There's also rookies like Scoot Henderson. Henderson's pretty much locked into a lot of playing time. He may not win field goal percentage, but players like him are gonna get every opportunity to produce. So even if they start slow, they could definitely get better as the season goes on. And you don't have to worry about them not getting minutes. A final consideration I want to mention is drafting players who are about to break out. For example, last year, I drafted Nick Claxton in a lot of leagues. I also drafted Derek White. And these guys were not on people's radars, but they ended up being league winners for a lot of people. You also want to think about the people that are on different teams think about a deandre ayton now now he's on the blazers his role could change completely even bradley beal while he had all the minutes in the world available to him in washington his role could be completely different now playing alongside devin booker and kevin durant these are things you definitely want to keep in mind when drafting new situations can change a player's role dramatically those are just some of the things that i try to keep in mind going into each fantasy basketball season i hope you found that helpful thanks so much for watching Please subscribe and let me know your thoughts on the upcoming NBA season in the comments below.